Hello, everyone. Today's guest is Jay Glurz, uh, lead singer of August Burns Red. Um, I've known Jake for a few years now, but it feels like I've known him my entire life. Uh, we cover a bunch of different things. We cover music. Uh, man, we touch on God a little bit. We touch on a bunch of his different projects. Um, we cover a lot. It gets really good towards the end. But we did try something. He's our first guest who has not been in the studio. So he's currently in Pennsylvania. We're in Montana. Uh, we used a new platform called Squadcast. Um, that didn't really work out too well for us. Uh, the video just randomly dropped out. Um, it kept freezing. Uh, so you guys that are watching on YouTube will have a little bit of video, but not the entire time. And then I'm also not totally thrilled about the audio, but we're going to continue to sort of like work through this and get you guys a better product. But there's some gold in there, so I suggest you listen in, and I would just like to apologize in advance for the audio. All right, everybody, here we go. So what got you doing this podcast? Like what? This isn't. This isn't how podcasts work, bro. You don't come on my podcast and ask me questions. Oh, oh. right. I mean, I guess not. I'm, but I'll, I'll answer your questions. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the first question. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I have a lot to offer, right? I'm, I feel like I've done a lot of things, and I, I don't know what it is that I have to offer, but I figure if I. Uh, if I talk to enough of my friends and I babble enough onto a microphone that maybe I'll say something that will influence someone to do something cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't have like an overall mission statement. Right. Okay. Yeah. Podcast. I wasn't sure if you were like, this is what this is about. This is what I'm no. trying to get at. Blah, 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 blah. No, I didn't want to overcomplicate it by, or I didn't want to like hesitate too much by waiting to think of something like right. that. That's why it's just called like the Rob Bailey show. It's like, I don't know. Well, I want to see what it evolves into, and I didn't want to, like, you know, hesitate because we didn't have a good name right. or catchy title. Right. That's cool. I dig it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks, dude. That's cool. Thanks for having me on your show. For the, I mean, the first, I'm the first. You're the first person that's not, like, someone I work with every single day. <laughs> so I've had, like, Austin and my brother, yeah. uh, not my brother yet, but uh, Dana, you know, people that, like, I'm used to talking. This is my first... I almost feel it almost feels international, like an international call right now. Oh, you froze. He's frozen. Uh, it froze up. Oh. Jake. Uh. I know. It's a little it's a, uh hurts the heart a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean I haven't like seen an actual person and, and watched them talk to me for like, I don't know, a month. I know, and the 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 video felt like it was going to work so well. So you you're like legit quarantined. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, I mean, brutal. For 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 the most part, I mean, it's like you know, I don't go anywhere. I'm not. And you going live and the, you live alone, right? Yeah, I live with my dog, Winston. Oh wow! So you're so out here in Montana, nothing's really different. Like the restaurants really? are rest the restaurants are closed, but like. I don't know. I our warehouse is still open. We have some people working from home. I still train with my trainer every morning. Um, there's the same wow. amount of traffic. Everything's liter literally just the same except for restaurants being closed. 
Oh, okay. Well, so I, mean, I haven't really felt it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I mean talk- we're not like we're not like New York City where like yeah, you know we're, it's not like that. Thankfully, but it, it's definitely like, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I could go to the grocery store, but that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. And there's definitely not like any gyms or or you know you're not you're not supposed to be hanging out with your boys. So it's like I'm just it's me Winston. I have a roommate. He lives on the bottom half of my house. Yeah. It's like a um it's like a a suite type of thing. So it's got a kitchen and everything. But him and I don't hang out much. Um you know, I mean, he's he's hanging out with his family and his girlfriend and stuff. So like yeah, I mean, I just I ride my motorcycle, I ride my lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> and so the video was nice. That was a nice. We were, man. So for mm-hmm. everyone listening, uh, we we almost had a little video conference going, and it was wonderful. And you mm. were gonna get to see how handsome Jake was, um, and you saw all of all of his his awards in the background, um, and you saw me wearing the same exact. How did I match my sweatshirt to the same exact color of the couch? Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> but now you don't get that. Now you just get audio. Oh, so man. it's a sad day. Mm. It's a sad, sad day. Well, you're my first guest on my podcast uh, that isn't sitting in the same room as me. We should probably start with uh, how we met. Do you remember how we met or do I just remember? Okay, so I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember how we met because I feel like it was it was wasn't it at your gym? No, I see. I vividly remember. Oh, maybe we did. Shit, maybe I'm wrong. No, so this is what I remember, right? Um, I was at my gym, and we had one of the girls there. Her husband drives tour buses. And let me think. Hans? Hans, I'm yeah. Like, That's my yeah. boy, Hans. So... They were like, oh, we're in Philly. T- uh, August Burns Red's in Philly tonight. Oh. Do you uh, want to go there? Right? Yep. That's how we met. I remember That's now. how we met. And and I was there. I, I forget who was even with me. I was like with one of my designers. I was like with, with a ragtag group of people and uh, drove all the way to Philly. And we came in and we like went right backstage and met you. Yep. Yeah, man. It was pretty cool. And yeah, the dudes awesome. that were with you, the more weight. More, you're, you're more weight yeah, crew, more right? Weight fitness. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I had some of those dudes there for sure. So they they knew me, I believe, right? Yes, they did. Yep. It was a, and then and then we just we rocked out. I forget who you were playing with, but that was yeah. our first introduction. It was like a very like, it's almost like we were just placed in the same room together. Yep. Yeah, it was cool, man. Then we came, we just became instant instant homies. It was just yeah. like, you seem like a nice guy. Oh, you seem like a nice oh, guy too. Cool. It's I appreciate that. At first, at first glance, at uh, first meeting, I came across as a nice guy. Yeah, I was you on did. my best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you must have well, been. I, I mean, I saw you in the mosh pit, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm not encountering that." Well, right I remember. Now. I remember when you told me you're, you told me not to hurt anyone, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I I didn't plan on hurting people in the pit, but you know what I I always I always because so." I've never performed live, but I've, I'm always worried about like meeting the band or seeing the band prior, because yeah. I like I feel like they should be having this special time and it's this big thing right before a big event, and I don't want to be like a random guy that comes and throws off the flow. So that's why I was on my best behavior. Right, right. 
Yeah. No, I mean, that's, man, that's, that's really cool that you even like think that way. Cause a lot of people don't, <laughs> you know, like you're like, Hey, I want to respect these guys space. And like, I don't know what their, you know, pre-show looks like, but I, I don't want to interrupt that, you know, like, which is cool. But that's only because I think you understand that because you yourself, you know, are an entertainer and, you know, you understand like there's preparation for things, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that don't understand that, which is okay. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like we're like, dude, what the hell, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a, a, a process to like warming up and getting ready and stuff, but you weren't in the way at all, bro. And like, I was super pumped to meet you because Hans is my bus driver or was my yeah. bus driver on that tour. And like, Obviously, he had nothing but good things to say about you, and um, hey. I think we—I think I had been to your, yeah, I had been to your, um, your gym because it's like I don't know, forty-minute drive from where I am, yeah. and and your gym has like this really unique vibe that I've never experienced at another gym. So like my buddies from the More Weight like crew, those guys always we would do like Saturday, you know you know trips to your gym to like work out there because it was it's oh, just like it's just a great spot so i was Thanks, i was looking forward to, to meeting you in the first place and um it was just cool to to see two different worlds collide you know yeah and then and i feel like now whenever we meet it's just in random other states <laughs> so i think we we uh we trained together in la yep uh in hollywood was that hollywood somewhere think, out there yeah some, some um, somewhere out there that that show you were wearing a heart monitor, weren't you? Like some kind of Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to test to see the average calories that I burn a night and what my heart rate was. And um we're looking at like I mean in a headlining show it's like an hour and a half we we perform. So it's like roughly 800 to 1000 calories and then um heart rates at like 1 160 i think or and that's and that's on average for the whole the whole stage show yeah whoa that's crazy yeah yeah it's i mean yeah i was curious i was like what like what the hell am i putting my body through yeah i don't because and once again i'm not i'm not trying to pump you up or anything but like i don't i can't remember seeing anyone on stage not only have the same stage presence but also like go as hard as you for so long thanks man uh it's very if you can guys if you can go on youtube you probably have there's probably like fan videos right of you on stage yeah yeah on have youtube you, have yeah. you looked yourself up um <laughs> have you, you checked you yourself look, out bro <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you googled yourself i mean i've seen them yeah i don't i don't spend you know quality time um looking up my youtube videos but i i i've definitely seen them and come across them and stuff um and, uh, you know, the, the, actually, I have looked into those at certain times for, like, production reasons. Like, because mm -hmm. another thing, too, is, like, you know, I want to perfect my skill. And so, like, when I watch or if I come across some videos like that, I will see, like, kind of look at myself and be like, okay, what am I doing here? Um, what looks good? What doesn't? And then definitely for, like, production, you know, for, like, lighting or certain, you know, props or things like that but um yeah there's definitely tons of of like video footage of our, our shows on there hmm. that's dope because you get to see it from i guess the fans cell phone perspective then too right 
Yeah. So like, if you see that video, you get you get to it's like an all encompassing like, oh, this is actually first person what that person's seeing happening. Right. Oh, that's dope. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's um. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say the the one thing that you gotta do though is like, um, you know, try not to be like your worst critic. You know, like try to view the person on stage as not being you, but like a band that you would go see or somebody you would be watching perform and then critique it. You know what I mean? Cause like I would not suggest that for people who are, you know, looking as looking at themselves as themselves and then just demeaning the shit out of yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's easy for you to be like, Oh dude, that's not cool at all. Like you look so stupid doing that. But if you can <laughs> look at that person as not yourself, then you can actually have like an unbiased, you know, um, judgment, you know? Yes. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I, this is, it's sort of the same but different, but like getting dressed, because I think that I've been trying to like experiment a little bit more with like what I wear, for example, because there's a bunch of things that like, I'm like, ah, I don't really, I feel like I'll look dumb in that. And then I think once you put it on, you have to look at yourself as like, hey, I'm just, I'm some guy wearing this instead of critiquing yourself wearing it. And I found that helps me be able to wear different things. Mm -hmm. It's sort of what you're saying, but different is, it's like, yeah, I don't judge myself as myself. Like, oh, I look stupid in this hat. Right. But it's like, no, if I saw some other guy wearing this hat, I'd be like, oh, that guy's wearing a hat. I would never think like, he'd look so much better in another hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) But you're not even touring it right now, right? No. I mean, because I was, no. I know I had on my calendar, Dane and I had on our calendar, I think it was uh, April 2nd, Salt Lake, you with Killswitch Engage. Yeah. And dude, that was going to be the highlight of our year. And then this COVID-19 just crushed all of our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It was like a highlight of our year too, because, um, you know, our fans have wanted us to tour with Killswitch for a long time. And it was like perfect. Um, It was a perfect, you know, tour and setup and everything. And then yeah, like three days in, our uh, manager called us and was like, hey, we're on the phone with, you know, Live Nation, and they're pretty sure they're going to have to pull the plug on, like, all touring acts. So we had to prepare for that, and it was a huge bummer because that tour was like, I don't know, I feel like it was like four or five weeks long. It was all over the United mm-hmm. States and Canada. It was just like the, the, the pre-sales for that were, like, through the roof. And we're our new record was gonna be released on that tour on that tour. So we put a lot of time and effort in a pre production and um rehearsing the, the new songs and stuff. So it was a huge a huge hit to us. And we we were even thinking about postponing our record guardians. Like we were like, Man, why why would we release this right now if we can't tour off of it? Because, I mean mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the one the one two hit combination, you know, like you release your singles to build it up, then you go on a on a nice tour, and then you release the album. Because um, I mean, we don't really make mo- like bands don't make money off of streams, you know, Spotify mm. or anything. I mean, we do get some uh, royalties, but it's it's not, you know, the bread and butter's in the shows. You know, it's like we, mm-hmm. we're performers. Um, so. But then we thought to ourselves, man, if we if we postpone the release of this album, we're literally like not 
we're doing a disservice to our fans because the whole record Guardians is talk is about unity, love, um, self sacrifice. Uh, you know, changing your perspective on like how you view other people. And right now, I think that's a the you know unity message is pretty big for what's going on right now. So we ended up releasing it anyways. And it's it's great. It's it's doing really well. Like we had a overwhelmingly positive response for the album, but it just sucks we can't go out and like we can't like perform it. So yeah. it's like we're just sitting here going, Well, I'm glad everybody likes it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well everybody loves it. I, I saw your number one in hard rock, your number one in rock, number one in vinyl, number three current album and number four digital album on Billboard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that is now is I'm looking at that I'm like that's amazing that's really really good is that like normal for when your records come out or like an August Burns Red record is that what happens always no no so this is yeah this is like I think the band was expecting half the sales that 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 actually accumulated for our first week and mm-hmm. definitely not not to be on you know number one of all those you know number one or number three or number two of those charts um i know that we were i think number 53 on the top 200 billboard and okay that's pretty significant because the top 50 are pretty much usually like massive bands like like yeah that's for like taylor swift and like eminem and you know those type of like high level performers. So for us to be on the billboards at 53 was, was pretty huge. Um, and like I said, it's like, that's what blows my mind. Cause we've been doing this for like 15 years and this is literally like our eighth album and it did better than the last record. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the water, but I'm super blessed and thankful yeah. that people still enjoy our music. I like that. Yeah, I was wondering if, if you, because I think the same thing, uh, and once again, I don't, like, I don't feel like even talking about my music, like you and I are on the same level. You're definitely like, this is what you do. But I think every time that I release a record, it's, I sort of circle back and I'm like, well, wh- why did this one do well? And I can't tell, or I can't, you know, and even going into something like that, do you guys go in with expectations? And, or do you just say, okay, we're releasing an album. I'm sort of asking for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> just cause I, I want to know from somebody else, but do you just release the album out into the universe and then say, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. Or, are there any expectations? Are there? Mm. Um, I mean, I think it's good to have healthy expectations. I think, mm-hmm. you know, what I've seen over the years is it's kind of a balancing act where you want to stay with the root of the foundational pieces of what makes your band your band, yet you want to go outside of the comfort zone and experiment. But there's a, there's a place and a time for everything if you want to build a career. There's like, there should be some boundaries to your um, outside experiment, experimenting because if you go too far outside you're going to start writing something that is nothing like who you are. And that's a dangerous, 
place. And some bands are successful and successful in that, or or they or maybe that's their goal. They're like, yo, we're gonna jump genres here. We're gonna, you know, write an album that's super poppy and catchy or whatever. Um, and that's that's totally up to the band. But like with us, we've we've kind of solidified ourselves in the genre, um, and and we also have great honor in that. Like people, our fans have given us the authority to be positioned in the place that we're positioned, and we we yeah. feel great honor in that and. Uh, humility and like we want to stay there so it's fun for us to grow because we have to in order to continue to like create art um, we don't want to yeah. replicate we don't want to imitate we want to be leaders not followers so there is mm-hmm. that pressure of hey let's let's get creative let's think outside the box let's continue to sharpen our tools and through understanding and humility collaborate to the greatest degree so that our product can be great, not just good. But also um, keep in mind that we have fundamentals that we've got to stay and keep rooted in the sound or we're not going to be ourselves. And we want to stay true to ourselves. So there are limitations, but again, it's all healthy stuff. It's not like this overbearing stress or this, you know, we make sure that we give ourselves a lot of time. Like, JB, I know that JB and Dustin are already writing music. Like, and our record just came out like three weeks ago. It's it's because we have to mm-hmm. keep continuously growing um, and pursuing another level. If we don't, we're just going to write the same record or we're going to sh- we're going to end up short. And we... Like I said, we've got this position in the industry where people have um, blessed us with the gift of authority in in this scene, and we 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 don't mess around with that. So, I guess I hope that answers your question. No, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I always wonder. I always wonder uh, how much you can experiment and how much you can. But I, I like that. It's like you guys have a set of core values that you sort of hold to. And then mm-hmm. not even, ex- I mean, experiment and grow. I like it. Yeah. I mean, there was some cool stuff that I did in the studio vocally that everybody was pumped on and was like, yo, this is sick. Like, this is really, really great stuff, but it's, it's too much. You know, it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not us right now. And I think, I think that's important for people who have a business or have a career to plan ahead and kind of have like, okay, this is where we're, we're heading or where we're going to go. But right now that's not where we're at. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's perfect where we're at now. And, you know, but still continue to carry a vision for, you know, years down the road type of thing. And so some of the stuff that we were doing in the studio was great, but it was too soon. And Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of reel things in. Um, So that's just kind of, I guess how we operate, even though we don't really like sit down and talk about it, it's just kind of how, how we, how we maneuver. Um, But you can, you know, for you personally, like, and, and for our band, I mean, we can, you know, ask our fans, like what songs, you know, do you really love? Or, you know, um, you can look at the analytics and the stats of like, 
mm-hmm. what's being streamed the most. And we often do that so that we know what to do in like for live performance. Um, so like, for example, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Blood Letter is like the heaviest song we've ever written on Guardians. So we're going to perform that for people because that seems to be through, you know, analytics, like one of one of their favorites. And then, you know, Lighthouse and um, Paramount, you know, so it's helpful, definitely, um, to, to try to gauge those those songs. And then that way you kind of know what people really like about yeah. your music. That it's it, it's funny because as you were saying that I was listening I was thinking about like the parallels between that and uh, like Flagner fail and how there's places that we want to get to as far as like cut and sew production mm-hmm. and style but the brand's not there yet you know so we're we'll, we'll get right. something like we'll draw up the sample or design something and it shows up and you put it on you're like wow I love this but we need to work our way to get here. Like if we came out this right now, our current fan base would just not dig it. So it's interesting how it's like, yep. we sort of do the same thing. It's not calculated, but it's a, like, it's just something that's just casually happening in, in the growth in the growth period is like, this is where we want to get to, but it's a little too soon. I am, I do sort of want to hear, uh, hear what you recorded though. That was a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> you, you've definitely piqued my interest with that. I'm. I always feel like some like other people have some kind of inf- inside information. When are you going to start touring again? Do you have any inside information? Because I, I listen to the news and I ask people. Um, but is there any kind of like on the horizon of, hey, like, are you planning another tour or is it just sit around and wait? Yeah. So we're we've planned <clears throat> multiple tours. But the problem is, is like, it looks like tours are still getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, like we just had to release the fact that our European tour is being postponed. Um, obviously, the Killswitch Engage is postponed, and they're setting up like other months that we can do these tours. But we don't want to release any of that information because if yeah. we do people are excited and and expect that to happen, but we don't really understand like what's going to happen in the foreseeable future. So like we would have to maybe cancel or postpone those dates. And I was told from somebody that like there, they may not have like big groups of people for like 12 to 18 months, which means I'm out of a job for, I've already been out of a job for almost a year. Um, and so like, you know, because this Kill Switch tour was like two months, taking up pretty much two months. We were off for a few months to write the album. Um, and now the other tour that we were going to do is, is postponed. So it's like pretty much a, a year that I won't be touring. So we're... So you, but, <laughs> Go ahead. So you're going to do something though, right? Well... <laughs> like you, you have, do you have a plan? Um, well, thankfully, like I have a nonprofit, as you know, heart support that I work yep. diligently with and for, um, and then I have more weight fitness that I'm working, uh, uh, on building. And so those things, and then I'm doing like as much social media as I can for our fans just to like connect with them and like hopefully yeah. give them some sort of positivity and encouragement. Um, so I'm busy on that front. 
but yep. as far as like I don't know, you know, touring or the band, I mean, really we're kind of almost like sitting ducks at this point. As soon as this uh, travel ban's lifted, I'm just going to travel around and record podcasts. That's definitely the way it should be. Man, that's another thing about not being on tour is like, bro, like all my friends live in different states, you know? And and so it's like, not only was it like, obviously great for me to be on the road for financial reasons, for, you know, connecting with fans and performing, but like I had like all these dates with, like dinners and you know hangs with friends and like now that's all gone too so it's it's been a huge drag did you delete them did you keep them on your calendar like your 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 apple calendar or whatever the dates yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i i did the same thing so like it'll be i'll get like flight notifications like at like noon today and i'm like wait what where was I going? (laughs) And it's, you know, it's been like a month of that, or it's been like dinner with blah, 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 or like, you know, make sure at at this meeting. And I'm like, well, none of this, it just all vanished. It's like, I could have just deleted my whole calendar. Yeah. Yeah, It's a bummer. It's a bummer. But we were talking about, we were talking about the recording, uh, the reaction videos. Yeah. And just how much I love it. And what I didn't realize because you know, how YouTube sort of, it's like, Oh, you've watched this. Now we're going to tell you what you watch from now Mm -hmm. on. I'm in this whole world of like people reacting to eating some kind of food for the first time and people, and I guess because I watched your reaction videos, that's now what YouTube wants me to watch is people reacting to doing things for the first time. Yeah. We're like, uh, there's a, there's uh, vocal coaches that are like reacting to different kinds of like singing or screams. Oh. And they're always, they're always the same thing. If you get into those, they're always just horrified. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's funny, but it's it's a whole interesting world that I I, I love. And I'm glad that you're getting into that because I enjoy it. Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I mean, I enjoy it as well. I just, I didn't ever see myself going down this path of, you know, doing first reaction videos for, for, you know, for other metal bands. But like I was saying, it's, it's a really like multifaceted thing where it's like, I give back to my fans because they enjoy it. And then I get to give back to my peers because I'm promoting and celebrating their art, you know? So um, it's a cool way for me to spend my time. Uh, I I could definitely be doing other things, but those things probably wouldn't be as maybe gratifying or positive for myself and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, if, if like, that's been my message a lot in like podcasts and interviews is like, for people right now, like I would encourage them to expand and break from their their routine and their normalcy and try to go experience things that they can right now. And like, I don't know if you're a painter, like pick up that brush that you haven't touched for five years, or if you're a journalist, or if you're a poet, or let's say there's an activity that like you, dude, I've been watching your videos on all these crazy exercises that you're doing. And, you know, if someone's never done that before, but they've always thought about it, it's like, do that, you know, like go try to engage yourself right now and experience things that you wouldn't usually experience because you've got the time. And if you, if you engage your, yourself, um, 
going outside of your comfort zone, man, like it's going to breathe life into you. It's going to like release those endorphins. It's going to bring some kind of challenge or validation or transformation in your life. And it's like, that's what I encourage people to do because this normal routine um, sometimes can, can start to kind of chip away at, at our excitement, our joy, our, our ambition. Um, so, you know, this is one of the ways where I'm like, dude, I don't know how to video edit. Are you kidding me? It takes me like half an hour to like find a, a button on this thing. I, um, it seems like you're doing great. Well, thanks, man. It's taking a lot I mean, of gotta, time. I mean, okay. Well, it looks pretty seamless from this side. It's like, wow, he just knows how to do this. Yeah, it's definitely not the case, but it's, but I'm glad that I'm putting out good, you know, decent content. Cause that's the other thing too, for me, I'm a very performance based person. So like, you know, if I'm going to do something and I'm going to show it to the world, I'm going to like try to nitpick it and make it as good as I can. Um, and so I'm glad to hear that you, you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm putting out some decent stuff. So you're doing it. Dude. It's, it's cool, man. It's fun. Um, do you want to, so I, I think a lot of people are forced to, I just want to touch on this cause I, I'm seeing you now training your garage Yeah. and I love it. I, I, Thanks, I grew up, you know, training at home. I think, uh, what, what was it? Maybe like 14 until like 17. I just trained in my basement. Um, mm-hmm. and then Dane and I originally like when we finally got a house, our garage, we put like a little training area in the garage. So we've always had the dream of like our own little space training. And I love that like people are, I mean, geez, being forced to do that now. Right. Um, and you know, that's an, that's another thing too, that like, I love that you're into fitness. It's, it's something that, uh, once again, from an outsider, I really admire about you. Cause I know that, I know that because I've heard this from a lot yeah. of artists, but being on the road, it's just like, yeah, man, there's no time to train or find a gym or stay on, stay active with this or have, have fitness be a part of your life. And it's such an easy thing to like throw out. And I think even now it's even easier with the gyms being shut down. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I don't have anywhere to work out, but it seems that you saw that as a priority and you have quite the little gym going in your garage. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Actually, I got word that this quarantine thing was going to happen like probably like three days before it actually happened. So I I ran to Dick's Sporting Goods and I got a bunch of stuff that I felt I was going to need, like, you know, Bowflex dumbbells and, um, you know, I got a bench and some bars and like um, because that is a priority for me. And and it kind of stems from understanding my mental health, um, understanding like how I operate, um, and kind of like self love and like upkeep. So, uh, working out for me just is super therapeutic and like my alone time. And, um, and then I just feel so good after it. Um, and then like when I start to see my body transform and change, it is a reminder to me when I look in the mirror and I see that like, you know, maybe I'm slimming down or maybe I'm gaining some muscle or whatever. It's a reminder that like, um, I'm, I too need to love myself and Mm -hmm. that's important. And if I don't love me, it's harder for me to love others. And if I'm too busy loving everyone else and 
I don't love myself, I'm just going to burn myself out, you know? Um, so it's, it has, it serves multiple different purposes. Um, and I think it's just important, man, for me, it's like, you know, for me to say, Oh, I, I, I don't have time for it. It's like, well, that's your decision. Like, like you're choosing, everybody's got the same mm-hmm. 24 hours. Um, and if you've got too much going on in, in one area of your life where you can't work out, Jake, then you need to go look at that and trim some of the fat in that area so that you can have time to work out because um, loving me is just as important as loving my dreams and my purpose and my passion and other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like the uh, I like the self-care thing. I mean, you, you, you and I have talked, and I know that you have heart support. Um, that's something that... I want to circle back and talk about heart support a little bit more, but that's something that I think the last, I don't know, year for me, I've been trying to like, I should listen to Rob a little bit more and I should make sure that like Rob is, uh, it sounds funny talking about myself like that, but you know, make sure like, you know, take the time to do this, take the time to stretch, even my training, my recovery, everything. Cause I've, now that I'm Mm -hmm. 36, um, I think emotionally and physically, I've spent the last, damn, like 15, 20 years or however long, just like almost it's a a badge of honor that I had, which was like beat the shit out of myself and then not acknowledge feelings. And I was like so proud of that, which was like, I saw it as like being able to handle anything or uh, just being like a quote unquote man. Like, this doesn't make me right. sad because I don't have feelings. And, like, <laughs> doing that for so long and then finally getting to this place here and just being, like, I, one, sort of thinking, like, am I in danger? And then, two, um, realizing that, like, well, I'm not I'm, – I'm, one, I'm not enjoying life, uh, which is why I, I, I do this up and down thing all the time. And then, two, like, without taking care of myself, like, am I acting – at my maximum, like I'm all about progress, I'm all about growth, like all these things, but I feel like I've only been addressing one side of it and and the self-care side and even making sure that like not feeling guilty while I train because if, if I train for an hour and a half, like the old me 45 minutes in would be like, man, I, I you know, I could, I should stop right now. I got so much work to do. Like I'll just go do my work. And now, you know, that jumping around the the video clips you see me working out and all that, it's like, I make sure that like, no, I'm like, not only do I have an hour and a half, but if I go over that, like, it's okay. I need this. It makes me stronger mentally. It makes me stronger physically. Um, I think that's been my last maybe year, two years uh, of, of trying to make sure I take care of myself, Um, which is something that like, you know, going to the galley, hearing you talk and knowing more about heart support, which I would love, you know, for you to talk more about right now and sort of explain what it is, because I think it's beautiful. Um, Thanks. What more I found out about you doing that, the more is like, you know, once again, dude, I respect the hell out of you. And I think that's like, it's an amazing thing you're doing. I'm trying to figure out how that translates into my life and what I do, because even hearing you talk about it, every time I hear it, every time I see a post or anything like that, I'm like, man, I need to do more good stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know what I need to do good, but like, it definitely, it lights that spark inside of me that like, you know, we're all in this together and, and like, I, I have a voice, I can do things. I'm not sure what it is yet, mm-hmm. but every time 
I see a post about it. I, I love it. So do you want to tell these people what heart support is and what your mission is? Yeah, for sure. Well, first, let me let me say this, man. Like, um, you do a lot of great things. And um, I see how much you engage your, your following and, like, people that look up to you. And, you know, you inspire so many with fitness and, and achieving goals. And, you know, I mean, like, and you respond to, like, a ton of your you know, a ton of the comments and, you know, that means a lot, man. Like that goes so far. If you want to talk about mental health and like giving to others, um, you know, words of affirmation, that's like a primary, um, a primary love language for a lot of people, especially on social media. It's like, that's what a lot of people are looking for. They're looking for words of affirmation that they're doing, doing the right, that they're, that they, they are good or they are enough you know and things like that and so when you comment to those people and you're like man keep going and like you're doing a great job like you know that takes just a moment of your time but it 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 could last a lifetime for for some people and i'm i'm you know i'm i'm one of those people you know where you know where you know words of affirmation are huge for me and and when somebody says like hey man that someone that i look up to says you know you're doing a great job that carries on you know, and into my heart. And like, mm-hmm. I choose to accept that, that good gift that that person gave me and apply it to my life and go, well, you know, if Rob Bailey respects the hell out of me, like that makes me feel good and worthy and like, you know, bring some validation to me that I'm a good person. And humans, in my, in my opinion, I believe that humans were created to do two things. Um, to love them themselves and to love other people, to give love and to receive love. And it's really hard for people who um, don't receive love to give love. And, um, and so when, when you go out there, man, and you do that type of thing, man, you're giving love to these people and they're receiving it and it's helping fuel them and, um, and doing what I think we're, we're created to do. So, don't um, don't feel like, you know, every time you see heart support doing something, you're like, oh, man, you know, I need to do something good. You're doing plenty of good, Rob. And um, and I respect the hell out of you. And um, uh, but with that being said, you know, heart support, what it is, is basically I was on tour with ABR in the very beginning, in like 2006. And I would engage my fans at our merch table every night. And I did this for about, I don't know, five or six years. And this was kind of my promise to myself and to God, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, steward and I'm going to invest in the people who are investing in me. And I just heard all these stories of like, people come to me and be like, you know, my dad, like, raped me when I was a child, but your song Redemption is, is, you know, I listen to it all the time and it's helping me forgive him. Or, you know, um, I was a heroin addict and me and all my buddies, we're six months sober because every morning we listen to your song composure or, you know, a girl showed up once with like, um, blades in her hand and they were like covered in like old, like blood, you know? And she like, she put them in my hand and said, you know, you can have these. I don't want them anymore because your music has taught me that I'm good enough. Like some pretty heavy stuff, man. And like, you know, I sit there and I'm like, I'm talking with these people and I'm, I'm either I'm praying with them or I'm just holding them and hugging them. And like, we're crying and I'm just like, and then I leave, you know, I go to another city or another state and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, 
like, this isn't okay, right? And why isn't anybody doing anything about this? And then I'm just like, you know, talking to God one night in Chicago, and I'm like, hey, like, you know, what do I do? Like, what can I do to give back, you know? Um, and then the idea of heart support came up, like, that night. I was like, I spent, I was probably up for, like, till four in the morning writing all these things down as, to like, what heart support was going to be and the foundation of heart support and, like, the rules and like the big one is like, um, you know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter who you're in love with. It doesn't matter what you've done or what's been done to you. Like you're accepted at heart support. And so I built this online community where people can engage each other anonymously or they can have their own profile and talk about all this stuff. And we have over half a million people engaging our social media and our site, our community, a month. So you've got all these people that are talking about the things that they've dealt with and others are coming up saying, oh my gosh, like I dealt with that too and this is how I found healing or I read this book, it's a really great book, you should read it or, you know, getting some of our own resources. Um, Heart Support has a book on depression called Dwarf Planet. We have a book on self-harm. I have my own book, which is about my faith and, and the struggles I've, I've uh, been through. We've got a couple other books out like that are similar to mine from other uh, metal musicians. And, um, and then we do like interviews with musicians and athletes, uh, th- them sharing their you know, stories of overcoming addiction or struggles. And so it's, it's all about mental health, man. It's all about, like I said, receiving love and giving love. And uh, trying to help encourage people, you know, with their difficult moments to help them find a unique path of healing. So um, I'm really proud of that. I think I'm, I'm more honestly, when I'm going to be at my deathbed um, and look back on my life, I'm going to be very proud of the successes that I've had and accomplishments that I've, I've gotten with the band. But I think... When it comes down to it, what I'm really going to be proud of is I'm going to be proud of the fact that I listened to, you know, to my heart and to God when I wanted to help people in a real place and was able to help cultivate a community of people that were willing to engage each other on a heart to heart level. Um, I think that's really what is important. And we need each other, man, like whether we agree with our political views or mm-hmm. our our religious, you know, views and morals. Like, let's put that aside, man. Like, because we're all, we've all been all been hurting. We all know what joy is and um, and what love looks like. And like, that's really important. I think is just people in general. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so it's it's called HeartSupport.com. It's an online community for people that you know are dealing with mental health issues. And, um, you know, mental health issues, a lot of people look at that and go, oh, well, I'm not, you know, depressed or I'm not addicted to drugs. But that's not necessarily, I mean, that's re- that's more surface level understanding of what mental health is. It's, it's more of like um, the fact that everybody has challenges in life or goes through a difficult moment. That could be a nasty breakup, a divorce. That could be the loss of a job or career. That could be the fact that maybe someone in your family's past or you no longer get to speak to your your daughter or your son because 
you know, something happened in the past or whatever, right? Like everybody's got challenges, man. Um, and how we engage those challenges mm-hmm. when they come to us is based upon how healthy our mental state is. If we carry a wound in our life, that becomes baggage. And a lot of times it changes our perspective or how we judge others or what we're willing to accept in our lives and not accept in our lives. And for you to continue to have some sort of resentment or some wound in your heart, it's going to dictate the path that you take in your life. It's going to talk, it's going to have limitations for you and it's going to change the effect of the greatness that you leave on this earth. And it all starts in your mental. Some can, can question spiritual, um, you know, but definitely your mental state. And, um, and so like that to me is very important. You know, I don't think that a man who's hurting and hurts others is a waste. I think that with love and understanding and grace, that man can become good and then therefore not hurt any longer and no longer hurt others and do good on this earth. And that is um, something I hold close to my heart. You nailed it, man. I think that's, it's so true. And I think that the, the mental aspect is, is huge. I think that uh, so many people out there, I mean, I I know from my, from, uh, I guess I can just talk about myself, but like didn't even realize it was a thing, you know? And I think going back to that whole, you realize how much clearer you can think. Um, you realize how every single decision is tied into, you know, my last 36 years of life and, and so many little parts where I don't think I'm good enough or reasons that I do things. And it's, it's really, you're in, you're being controlled by all of these things. And, more or less, that's my that's my new quest that I feel like um, is to figure out what all those old things are in my life that I can sort of you know cancel out and then allow myself to move forward with the freedom of like making honest decisions that aren't controlled by some little thing that happened ten years ago mm. that I suppressed because I was too much of a badass to you know acknowledge it. Um, right. And it feels good, man. It's it's a it's a confusing, scary journey, but it, it, it definitely feels really good. And it, I feel like it's un, like unlocking superpowers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and dude. and I, I regret not doing it sooner. So I, I love the fact that like you're a voice for that because that's something that um, I feel like we, we need is we need you need like cool, influential people to tell you something for I, I that's what I need to believe it you know what I mean so I think that uh I mean you and I have spoke briefly about mm-hmm. God and things like that and that's something that like I've never really hopped into growing up and then just like it's always been presented to me in a package from mm-hmm. a weird old white guy <laughs> that I see on Sundays you know what I mean or the, the package has been uh a, dare I say like a crazy ish person Or someone that like is like, well, if you don't do this, then you burn. It's like, whoa, all right, I'm gonna get away from you. Like, yeah, um, it's always been presented in a weird package by by a person that I don't look at and think like, oh, cool, I want to listen to this person. And I think that it's really cool that 
the way you handle yourself, the way you present yourself um, in regards to mental health, in regards to God, I think that you'll get a lot more people listening, especially because you're, you know, the lead singer of one of the dopest metal bands on the planet. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 you're, you're, you're doing really, really, really cool stuff from the right angles, the right way. And I, I love to see it. Um, Thanks. Thanks, no problem, dude. I, I, <clears throat> um, I think that faith for me is very, very personal and intimate and precious to me. So I would like to respect others and think the same. Like if they are going to pursue their faith or a relationship with God, that it means something to them. So if, if it does, I don't want to take that lightly. And I don't think that I should throw my faith around lightly. Um, mm. I also think that, and I, you know, I spoke a little bit about it before, but it's like, you know, you only have authority to speak into my life if I give it to you. Like, I like that. Yeah. I'm not going to let, huh. like, whatever you say at me is what you're going to say at me. But that doesn't mean that I'm, that you have the authority to speak to me. Right. Like, I give you that authority because I respect you or I honor you or I love you. Right. So when someone sits down, sits down with me and then speaks at me about something that's very, very important and precious to my heart, I have to one first, am I, am I going to give them the authority for me to take this into my life and listen? What are their intentions? And a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, people may have good intentions, but the way that they are communicating is, um, is not accepted. <laughs> it's just not yeah. right. Right. And then, yeah. and I haven't given them the authority to do so and they haven't understood that. So, so I really like to talk about Jesus if somebody gives me the authority and, wants to know. Um, and that's why I wrote my book, which is heavily faith-based about my faith. And the reason why I wrote a book is because, guess what? Like, you have to go get it. Which means, if you purchase this book, then you're willing to give me the authority to to say what I have to say by reading it. Mm -hmm. And if you put it down, that's okay too. Um, but you gave me a chance to, to speak and share. Um, and that's kind of how I would prefer to do it. I mean, I'm not going to hide my faith. I'm not going to not say what I want to say, but I'm very intentional with how, with my words, because I understand the gravity and I would hate, and I think I've done this before because there was a time where I was super religious and I was a complete asshole. Um, <laughs> and I hate thinking about it, but, um, you know, I would hate for me to say something to someone that I like or love or just any human being that would push them away from God. Because then who really gets hurt in the end? God, not me. I mean, you know, I'm an asshole and I said something stupid. But now there's a person out there that isn't willing to have 
an encounter with God on their own, in, in their own intimate setting, their own private place, and willingness to, to engage God because of something stupid that I said. So that's why I don't like to just flaunt my faith around and just say whatever comes up because it's not that type of thing. You don't do that. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't do that. Um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that as to why I, I operate the way I operate. Yeah. I, I, and I think with you saying it like that, I can tell, you know, and I think that, I think being conscious with how you do it, I, I'm relating that to like everything else in my life right now. And, and obviously overanalyzing my day so far, what I've said, <laughs> like, but yeah, no, I, I think that it, it definitely shows in, in how you carry yourself and how you speak. I like it. Thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, no problem, dude. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a important thing in my opinion and, and, you know, not to be taken lightly. So I, I'd rather not try to take it lightly. <laughs> I love it. But well, I had. W- w- you go ahead. I have a no, question I, for I, you at the end. Oh, I'm ready. You are. I was going to say, we're, we're, we're close to the end here. And my times are all messed up because we've had so many interruptions. <laughs> um, I had one question that's not really relevant at the end, but you can ask me yours first. Okay. All right. Well, first off, I remember this is just a funny moment that I love. I remember you came to my gala for heart support, you and Dana. Mm-hmm. And. You guys, first off, you're dressed to the nines. You guys looked absolutely you know, phenomenal. I was so, I rented, I, I was in living in Montana, and I was like, yeah, I'll just go rent a tux, because normally it's an easy thing to do. But I forgot that I'm in the middle of nowhere in Montana. <laughs> and they measured me, and bro, they sent me this, this giant, I was in such a bad mood, because it meant so much for me to be invited and so much to go. And then I got this tux, and it was so blousey and big. But I, so I appreciate you saying that. But oh, <laughs> I thought man. you were great, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was such a cool because it was our first time ever doing a gala, and it was we really tried to go all out on it, and it it was so much fun. There's just basically it was like all my all my friends were in a room together and all talking about you know the importance of heart support. And then I remember after that we went out to a bar and as we're walking there I was like I just gotta say man I hope this isn't awkward but like I love you guys <laughs> <laughs> and and by the way I don't think at that point it wasn't like I had drank too much or anything I think I was just like so full of joy and like thankfulness that mm-hmm. and it and it was like you know actions really speak a lot and so to see you guys come out for this event really made me feel loved and I was like man I love you guys, and I just felt so stupid. <laughs> Why saying that? Because you know, it's like I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember that moment, but I do remember, like, dude, the whole event was so emotional. Like, it was such an intense, good event, and I don't go to things like that. So I remember feeling like that. Yeah. But I don't remember that conversation. That we were walking down that street. It was a street in Austin, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was so much going on. It was like we were walking through a circus. Yeah. Right? So I my my worry is did I miss you saying that? Did I give a weird reaction? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. I I'm pretty sure you were like, I love you too. 
<laughs> okay, well, good. So, then, yeah. Why would you feel weird? I don't know. It was just, it was just like, cause I, you know, it's not like we've like we're like born and raised together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I and now I just totally forgot your question. Oh, I didn't. I didn't ask you a question. Oh, you didn't. No, you had a question for me. Okay, here it is. This is it. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Um, okay. What? Because it's like I see you just running 100 miles per hour, and you've got you've got all these amazing things that you're doing, and like you've got you know your fitness, you've got your gym, you've got your fitness, you've got your blog, you've got your you know you're doing this podcast, you've got uh, like all these all these areas in your life that you're you're just living your life. And, I, and and that in itself is just a beautiful thing to see and encouraging. It's like, this guy's going to go get it if he wants it. And even if it doesn't become something huge, at least he did what was in his heart and committed mm-hmm. to it. So that leads me to your new record that's coming out. I think it's coming out this week, April 30th. April, th- yeah, we're 10 days away. Yep. I'm, I don't feel like I'm ready, but okay. <laughs> You're never it's ready. It's uploaded. It's ready to be released. Mm-hmm. So, um, Which, by the way, I'm going to do a first reaction video on for one of those songs for sure. Ooh, thanks, man. Yeah, because it's going to be fun. Um, but, like, what, where, where did it come into your heart where you're like, I want to do, because you've got your other, you've got your other band, but like mm-hmm. this band, obviously, you know, is much heavier and aggressive and the lyrical content, it reminds me of Jamie Josta from hate breed, which that is a huge, um, compliment. I, I, I took it like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Where'd that come from, man? I want to know. So I guess I I can explain that. I mean, that's what I grew up listening to, you know, like I grew up listening to a little bit of everything, but I think, uh, hate breed was one of the first bands that like, it it did something to my insides different like mm. and i guess without even realizing that's what carried over into into me making music is as it's not traditional uh like affirmations but it's i think going through life and once again i am doing a lot of stuff and it catches up to me and i get beat down and then i have to give myself a pep talk mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Rob, you can do this or like whatever. But it's normally (laughs) it's not a friendly pep talk. You know, it's very Mm. uh, it's like it's this like I beat myself down. and I have to like build myself up and like but I I give myself all these um, little little sayings and, 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 you know, like like you're a fucking killer, like fuck this shit, fuck everybody. And like, I get really amped up and I've always done it for sports and I've always done it for life. And there's a lot of times when I'm just in my car, like telling myself these things. And when I went to make music, um, a lot like, you know, that's a lot how hate breeds lyrics are, you know, it's, it's about like, I mean, I think like a lot of the old hardcore stuff is like, just like spit my last breath. And like, it's just all about being like this, badass who can make it through anything and fight till the end and all that. Right. And when I was making music and still making music, it's, it's music that I, things that I need to hear in my own head. And I think a lot of times like you listen to a band and it's like, Oh, well, 
you know, I broke up with this girl and you've done this to me and you've done this to me. And, and, and I understand those feelings and I have those same feelings, but I almost wanted to like lyrically skip past that. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Someone did something to me. There's adversity, whatever. Mm. And here's my pep talk to myself because I realized that my music is generally played when someone's about to do something in a gym, they're about to play sports, they're getting pumped up for something. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that maybe there'd be people out there that respond to the same things that I say to myself in my own head, um, which are a lot like old <laughs> hate breed lyrics and things like that. Um, but that's that's a lot of what it is. With, the, with this new record, I was able to experiment a little bit more because with Charlie, uh, you know, we both had a say. And every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, no, that's a little bit too much. Mm. I, I, I feel like we said that a lot. It was like, oh, that's too much, or we can't experiment with here, or um, I felt like we had a box. We had guidelines to fit in. And, you know, stepping out and, and doing this solo project and being able to have the music be heavier. And that's why I asked you about expectations earlier, because, like, I really just made something that I specifically like. Mm. And the lyrics and everything. And it's, I even, there are some songs that are a lot more aggressive. Like there's a song called fuck you. And like, I've never, <laughs> there's a lot of the, a lot of the songs were written and they have like really deep meaning to me that like, I'm not even sure if I'm going to tell people what most of the songs mean. Yeah. When I think in the old band, a lot of it, it was like, okay, cool. We need to stay super positive. We need to, uh, you know, we, we, we need to chant this, we need to say this, that's too dark, that's a little bit too personal, right. like all these things. And in this project, I was able to to sort of say some things that like, I'm, I'm nervous for people to hear mm. them. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that people don't <laughs> know what they mean and they just relate them to themselves. <laughs> but like, it, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more vulnerable, it's a lot heavier, it's, it's, it's so many different things and, uh, I don't know what to expect. I don't, when it does come out, I, I, I'm trying not to have expectations. I'm just hoping that like a couple people enjoy it and then I'll be like, cool. That's all I was trying to do. Right. <laughs> so. I, I mean, um, what's the, what's that first single that you put out? Cause I, I, uh, heartbeat. Yeah, dude, I play that on repeat in the gym hey. all the time, dude. I love, thanks man. That's so catchy, man. And so like it is, it's very, it's got so much energy and aggression but it's positive like yep. and that's that's a really cool that's a really cool take that that um you know you're like this is the stuff that i say after the fact you know to myself that's encouraging mm -hmm. me because a lot of lyricists they tell the story of the traumatic thing like abr shares so much different experiences and the troubles and then at the very end we usually have some sort of glimmer of hope or light at the end of the tunnel. But what you're doing is you're saying, hey, I'm not going to really talk so much about the experience, but I'm going to focus more on the positive outcome or the positivity that I feed myself after the fact that that experience yeah. has happened. And that's what or do. Or during the event while you're dealing with it. Right. You know what I right. mean? Uh, mm -hmm. And that's what I meant with the Jamie Josta hate breed is, not yeah. necessarily the lyrical content. It's more of like the perspective. Like you're yeah. you're giving this similar perspective of like positivity and like you can break through and you can overcome and you can you know survive and 
And that's awesome. And, and this is, again, this is perfect timing for your release, I think, because everybody's home battling their own stuff. And so for them to have your music championing them on is, uh, is, is epic. And I know that the um, heavy music scene is going gonna, is gonna to gobble it up, man. Like it's Yeah, man. No Thank question. you. I'm very, yeah, once again, 10 days out, or I mean, from this, I don't know when we're releasing this podcast, right. but uh, the th- April 30th, and I was, but I was going to just start working on another record, but once again, you know, Grant emailed me and was like, hey, so the studio is uh, doing a little social distancing, <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> so I guess that's just, you know, it's such a weird world, man, yeah. um, which transitions into my question for you, because I just saw the t-shirt that you're releasing. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm, so I'm assuming you watched Tiger King and you loved it. Um, it was a it, it it's it's like a love and hate type of thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, honestly JB came knocking on my door and was like, "Hey man," um, via text message, obviously. Uh, I haven't seen him in a month, and was like, "Hey, we want to do this," and I just started laughing because it, it's. The whole thing is just absurd, in my opinion, and like, mm-hmm. um, and I just find it to be hilarious that like this is what what has become a trend or popular, um, yeah. and I know that like there's a lot in Tiger King that you know is probably you know not stuff I necessarily condone or or think is necessarily a great thing. I just think it's fun and funny and hilarious, and I feel like you know right now that was something that we could do to just kind of get a laugh out of people and to make a, make a joke out of, because obviously if people know me and they know Tiger King, they know that we have absolutely nothing in common. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think anyone has anything in common with, that, you know, like I, yeah, I just, I saw the shirt and I think it's so perfect right now. I think it's just funny. I, yeah. Um, they're they're sound like hotcakes, it, man. Because people are like, dude. First off, Jake hasn't had hair for like I don't know twenty years. <laughs> um, and 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 here I am, just looking looking like the Tire King. And um, you know, it's just like we have yeah, we have no nothing in common. So it's just like it's just funny, you know. It's like I, I think I'll probably be him for Halloween. Um, yeah, wearing my own shirt, just looking like a dweeb, but. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, it was like the perfect storm. I think if that would have released... You know, because his videos are all up on YouTube. He exists. He's existed for many years. Right. But I think it's like the quarantine Netflix perfect storm <laughs> cocktail. And it just made this yeah. thing. Yeah. But, yeah. I saw that shirt and I I, I got to order one. So Yeah, I, I could probably um, just get you one, but don't don't... Uh, I don't like that. That's not a thing that I really like. <laughs> I like buying things. Yeah, yeah. I always want to support, you know, yeah. support my... I am aware of that, and I, I, know that, I know that. You guys already... No, no, you see, you guys already sent me the coffee. Oh, yeah. Was that good, by the way? Uh, so we circled through so much coffee. When we switched to it, I remember thinking, like, ooh, this is good. What kind is it? And I was like, oh, it's the August Burns Red <laughs> coffee. I don't like... <laughs> And I, I didn't even think to think that, like, is this going to be good? But no, it was good. good. I actually love the mug because my morning routine is very, very specific. 
Um, I mean, like down to the minute. It's starting starting it at f- like 5.01 a.m. And my first cup of coffee, it was too big. I was having a too big of a cup of coffee. And that mug is like a little bit smaller. Yeah. And it's like the perfect amount for me to drink right before training. Wow. So I use it every single morning. And everyone always mentions, where can I get yeah. that? They can't. So they're very yeah, excited. Yeah, they can't. I got a question for you. You you just talked about your routine and like it being down to the minute, like five oh one. Like, yeah. What time do you go to bed? And so, so I all over the time. I I, I was waking up at four forty five, but I realized that it was fifteen minutes too early, and it wasn't benefiting my life. So I I I wake up at five. Um, I go to bed as early as possible, but I I don't allow myself to like sleep past five. Okay. Um, so like last night, I think I went to bed at like 1137 is the last time I saw before I like laid down. Okay. Do you have like a a routine for before you go to bed? Like, like do you read a book or do you? No. Um, my routine is I get everything ready for the morning. I'll run you through my morning real quick. Yeah. All right. So right before I go to bed, uh, I put my shorts, my socks, uh, t-shirt and sweatshirt that I'm going to train in and I put that in the bathroom because I need to know where it is because I don't want to turn on too many lights to wake Mm. up Dana and then in the kitchen I put um my my outfit for the day I put my coffee mug there I get the coffee maker ready and I get my water bottle then I go to bed I normally look for houses because I've been doing this real estate thing so I like shop for houses in bed for like 15 minutes to see anything new popped up in the morning, 5 a.m., alarm goes off at 5 a.m. I get up, I turn the alarm off, I put it next to me in bed, and I, I, the, my gift for waking up in the morning is I lay back down, and I, like, hug Dana for 15 minutes. That's, like, my little, That's like, nice. thing. It, it makes sure that I, like, take that time, because I used to be a maniac in the morning, and I'm like, no, let me do this. Mm-hmm. So 15 minutes. Um, then I wake up. Uh, five, so 5.15, I officially get out of bed. I hit start on the coffee maker, and I sit down, and then I meditate for 10 minutes yep. on the Headspace app just because I, I found that if I do that, my days get so much yeah. better. Um, that, that breathing also transitions into my training now because a lot of times I'm doing like hanging holds or I'm doing planks or things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. a lot of the meditation breathing comes into, into my training and helps out. And then, uh, so then we're at 16, we're at 26. So then 26, I have my first cup of coffee and I sort of start getting dressed. Um, I go get my bag from the truck, start my truck, come back in, fill my bag up, put my food in my bag, my outfit in my bag. Um, Then my trainer texts me at 5.36. He'll text me what my my Mm warm-up is. Uh, and I'm in the truck by 5:41, and then on my way to the gym. Wow. I get to the gym. Uh, I'm, I show up. I think it's 5:16. I get, or I'm saying 6:16. I get here. Turn on the lights. Turn the heat on. Uh, I figure out what mood I'm in to play the genre yep. of music. Uh, I brush my teeth in the bathroom. Uh, then I, I, my next big decision, I have four light switches. And they each control a row of lights in the gym. And depending on like how I feel, I decide what the lighting lighting combination is going to be. And then I start my foam rolls and my my dynamic stretching and everything. And then he he walks in at, I think he walks in at 36, uh, 636, and we start training. 
So it's like, and I, I, I love it, dude. And a lot of people ask, um, like, how do you wake up so early? How do you, and it's like, well, no, this is, because I know what I right. do. And it's always the times when I don't know what has to be done where I have to think. That's when it's like hard to do because that's when you can start like doubting yourself and be like, well, maybe I can lay, lay in bed three more minutes. It's like, well, no, I can't because then I'll be late for meditation, which will make me right. late for that. And I, I have to be scheduled like that. Yeah, so that's good. And your coffee mug is an intricate part of it. I love it. I love that I'm a part of your day yeah. every day. <laughs> You're a huge part. And like, it's not, it's weird because I, it's not something that has just worked its way in where it, it's just mm -hmm. there now. I actually like think about you and appreciate the mug every single time I pick it up. So I've had it for what, two yeah. months now? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's six, 60 times I've picked it up and I'm like, man, I really appreciate this mug. That's awesome. I should probably have told you that before then, but it's, uh, it's not just like an object. Like it's something that actually means something to me in, in that, in that, uh, yeah. In that moment. That's, schedule. that's awesome. Well, dude, thanks so much for letting me be your first guest on your podcast, man. Dude, no problem. Sorry we uh we dropped out video. It would have been cool yeah, to see you. Yeah, I agree. Well well when this is all over, man, we gotta make a maybe we'll meet up at the Warhouse gym. Dude, I'm get totally a nice down. Lift in and, and some hangs, man. I love it. All right, man. We'll stay in touch. I appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate you too, man. You take care. All right, bro. Have a good one. Tell Winston I said <laughs> hi. All right, I will. Tell Dana I said <laughs> hi. All right. All right. See you, brother.